You are listening to Insights and Perspectives. I'm your host, Joseph Rodriguez, discussing books and topics on entrepreneurship and personal development. These audios are extracts from my YouTube channel. You can download a copy of the mind map used in the video or check out my other videos by going over to josephrodriguez.com. Today's conversation is based on a recent experience that I had and the ability to apply this information that I'm sharing with you was done so to this recent experience to further experience a certain result, which was my goal, which is to maintain the ideal state of mind, which is in relation and in harmony to my vision. And as we've been discovering and conversing about over the last maybe five or 10 videos, it is important then to maintain the ideal state of mind. And the ideal state of mind is in harmony and in relation to the vision. As we maintain the ideal state of mind, we're able to understand our experiences from the five sensory world and relate it to the inner understanding, otherwise referred to as the sixth sense. Now, we got a little deeper into this in the last discussion, the Neville Goddard discussion, in which we talk about naturalness as the feeling of the wish fulfilled, naturalness. Now, it's one thing for me to say to you, be natural. Experience in your imagination the naturalness of the feeling of the wish fulfilled, or experience and interpret everything in the five-sensory experience as in harmony and in contribution and thus natural to bringing forth your vision. It's another thing to go deeper into the subconscious mind and bring forth our beliefs and assumptions which are revealed in the journey and change them and bring them into alignment with accurate thought, thus creating a sense of naturalness and also experiencing higher degrees of self-realization, bringing forth our true self, discovering who we are, recognizing that this journey to bring forth success is both something that is joyous as well as revealing. As I mentioned in the last few videos, people, environment, circumstance, and information is both inspiring and revealing at the same time. Inspiring and in contribution to bring forth what you desire and revealing what is within your subconscious mind. Which brings us to this very interesting understanding that I've been reflecting upon from James Allen to discuss beliefs and assumptions and figure out ways together to evolve them based on what I've already figured out, what you're currently figuring out, so we can contribute in this spirit of harmony to further bring forth the true self in each individual expression of the same mind. So I recently, over the last three or four months, moved to a certain area where I could snowboard and go to the gym due to the chain of events in 2020. Now, for me, it's important, and I recommend everybody to see it as important as maintaining the ideal state of mind. Because as a result of maintaining the ideal state of mind, we're able to bring forth and see opportunities where others may only see obstacles. So thus, maintaining flow being an important element of it, I recognize that one of the joys that I was stimulated by a desire was to learn how to snowboard 
and become very proficient at it. Because for me, whenever I do something that I'm interested in, I like to do it so well and so deeply that I become, you could say, obsessed by it till I get a certain level of proficiency that I either enjoy it or I might decide to teach others how to do it, although I probably will not be teaching others how to snowboard. It is more of something I could see as a hobby as well as. Also, recognizing that it is a contributing factor that brings me into flow. I recognize that. So I moved to a certain location, and the gyms are open, so I had a morning routine in which many of you know I go to the gym, hour and a half workouts, and then at the end of the day, I snowboard. So the slopes had opened up, and I went to them, and I was extremely in flow. And then an announcement was made that they were closing the gyms and closing the ski slopes, which brought me into a place of reactivity. You could say the news, or more specifically put, the interpretation of the news was allowed from within to throw me out of my divine center or the ideal state of mind. Right away, because I have a few beliefs and assumptions of how reality works, number one is that nothing really throws me off my divine center unless there's meaning from within that throws me off the divine center. And finding out the meaning within is part of self-realization. And number two, I enjoy finding that meaning within and figuring out how I did it so I could share it with others, these being what bring me into flow primarily it allowed me to figure out alternatives to maintain that flow. So yes, for a period of time, I won't be able to access the slopes, these particular slopes, although I could find mountains which I could walk up and snowboard down. And for a particular time, I won't be able to access that gym that I was enjoying going to. But I figured out the alternatives. And right away, I found myself back into the ideal state of mind, which brought me to a reflection as I was running yesterday and listening to The Heavenly Life by James Allen. And he brought up the word meekness. Meekness. It is said in the Bible that the meek shall inherit the earth. Now, if this is stated, and this word, when reflected upon, we understand how so, then it's worth integrating it into our being. Why? Because it is through meekness, which is integrated with compassion, love, understanding, empathy, and importance of recognition that the power is within, that we're able to maintain an ideal state of mind. So let's reflect upon this quote here, where he stated, he who has found meekness has found divinity. He has realized the divine consciousness and knows himself as divine. He also knows all others as divine though they know it not themselves being asleep and dreaming meekness is a divine quality and as such is all-powerful the meek man overcomes by not resisting okay we're talking about naturalness here and we're going to facilitate it to discussions of belief change and assumption change so he says the meek man overcomes not by resisting and allowing himself to be defeated, he attains to the supreme conquest. Now, when we look at this on the surface, this may not make any sense. He's saying the meek man overcomes by not resisting, and then by allowing himself to be defeated, he attains to the supreme conquest. See, 
when we look at this deeper, we recognize what it really means. It means that by not surrendering to an interpretation from the five sensory experience, that it can break our flow, bring us out from an ideal state of mind, even though on the surface it looks like I am being denied of not being able to snowboard and not be able to go to the gym, I actually am not because I'm still able to maintain my ideal state of mind. And if I want to, I could definitely go somewhere where there's a gym, I could find it. Or I could go somewhere where there's a mountain and I could snowboard. And sure, these circumstances shall pass. These are temporary. But the important thing is maintaining the ideal state of mind to recognizing the spiritual power within. As he refers to, and as a man thinketh, calmness. So we can say meekness is one with calmness, understanding. And from there, we find deeper wisdom and understanding within and interpretation of the five sensory experience, which brings forth the naturalness. Otherwise, we look at the five sensory experience and say, this is denying. This is holding me back. This is preventing. Upon reflection and integration of meekness, which is recognizing that unless we say that it does, then it does not. Who is the operating power? It is you. There's no other person interpreting this five sensory experience other than you. Now, one of my great joys from doing this is reflecting upon my experiences and integrating what was learned into these conversations so that you too can realize that you have the power to do this in your own circumstances, in your own environment, in your own journey to the fulfillment of what you desire to experience. Thus experience, thus maintain the ideal state of mind. As he refers to in the heavenly life, the might of meekness, the might of meekness. He says, calmness of mind is one of the beautiful jewels of wisdom. It is the result of long and patient effort in self-control. And by self-control, we're referring to cause and effect reflection. And cause and effect reflection reveals the beliefs, reveals the assumptions, which we have the power to change. He says its presence is an indication of ripened experience and of a more than ordinary knowledge of the laws and operations of thought. So we're working with the mind here. And why are we working with the mind? Well, let's look at the Robert Diltz model here. We have our vision. We have our identity. Our identity, as discussed, can also be looked at as the state of mind. From the identity, we bring forth the ideal capabilities, behaviors, and thus bring forth the circumstance that we desire or the end result or the object realized or the vision brought forth. This happens through our identity, what we say I am too. What we say I am too is revealed as to how we react or respond. Five sensory experience governed by the meaning. The meaning. So thus, beliefs and assumptions help us integrate 
to the five sensory experience in a way that maintains our flow, maintains our ideal state of mind, and thus we're able to turn obstacles or what appears to be obstacles into opportunity, recognizing that the opportunities were always there and it was found first in the mind. So cause in the mind, effect in the outer world, or effect in how we interpret the outer world via the thought and the emotion by what we refer to as meaning. So on our day-to-day -day journey, we have the ability to recognize where we are not realizing that the power is within in whatever shows up. And we want to go through on the self-realization journey in bringing forth what we desire into understanding who we really are as well as bringing forth what we desire. How we say this, the journey is as joyous as the destination. See it as one. It's all one. However, we take it apart in the mind and we put it back together again so we can have understanding, compassion, love, meekness, which is part of the journey of self-realization, the recognition of the true self. See, I'm not going to tell you who you are. This is part of the journey. We, t we generally tend to be very rebellious when people tell us who we are. We want to realize who we are. That's part of this journey. It's like playing a video game and then somebody sitting there and telling you everything of how the video game works. Where's the fun in that? And part of this, a large part of this, from believing that the power is in the outer world to day by day, as he refers to here in this quote, patient effort and self-control, which is cause and effect reflection, reflection in the outer world, and interpretation of the outer world, more accurately put, to the cause within, through the thought within. And from there, from that perspective, we find the accurate meaning, or we identify with the accurate meaning. So from power in the outer world to power in the inner world, self-realization. So we move from words like I can't, impossible, or anything that implies that the power is in the outer world. There's many different words. To words like maybe, potential, possible, likelihood, and certainty. See, we have a goal, we have a vision. And the goal, which is parallel to that vision, is to maintain the ideal state of mind. In order to maintain the ideal state of mind, we observe through our five sensory experiences where we are assigning the meaning I can't or impossible both when it comes to the vision as well as maintaining the ideal state of mind, which is flow. Because when you're in the ideal state of mind, and we've been discussing this for the last handful of videos, you know what to say, how to say, when to say it, you know what to do, and you do it. You also cultivate the capabilities if it's a certain skill, for example, snowboarding or whatever it is, the skill, public speaking, building a business, sales, marketing, leadership. When you're in an ideal state of mind or a flow-based state of mind, it's easier to cultivate those capabilities. This is the textbook definition of flow, where challenge meets skill. 
So yes, the five sensory experience may challenge you, but you have the power within to rise up to that skill by realizing that you do. So, our journey is about changing words like I can't or impossible to maybe, potential, possible, likelihood, or certainty. And what does this do? This helps release the grip of what we refer to as limiting beliefs, limiting assumptions, which are revealed in the journey. You'll see them day to day as I gave you an example. There was a moment where I could have said, it's been taken away from me. But I did not want to identify with that belief or that assumption. I said, what can be done about it? Now, this was a great experience because I thought I had set it all up. I choreographed it. I'm going to stay in a certain location where I do all the things I got to do. I go to the gym. I snowboard. And by the time next spring rolls around, things will change in the collective. But for whatever the reason may be, it appeared to be denied. Keyword is appeared. But I won't accept that denial as a fact. And I would recommend others not accept the denial as a fact and see it as a stimulus for you to find within how so to bring forth what you desire. in a experience which would otherwise be interpreted as obstacle. So if you find you're identified with limiting beliefs, one of the things we want to do is expand our perspectives, which is why I always recommend studying information from various sources, various philosophies, connect with different people who see reality differently. They help stimulate different perspectives. Those perspectives are brought forth in the moments where we can experience reactivity. Thus, become more open-minded while thinking for yourself, recognizing that you're the one that is assigning the meaning. Maybe in the past, we've allowed the five sensory experience to stimulate certain perspectives that we have assumed to be true. But now that you know, as you have continued down the self-realization journey, that you are the one assigning the meaning you can change the meaning within. First, recognizing that this is what's happening. And number two, being more conscious about it, changing the meaning within, thinking for yourself, realizing, realizing that the power is within. So here are some important distinctions to help us with this. So if you look back at my experience, my goal was to, yes, I wanted to learn snowboarding. I wanted to continue my fitness journey. But one of the primaries for me was maintaining a state of mind of flow because this is where everything that I do gets done in a harmonious way. I enjoy life. I have a greater degree of connection with my environment. I feel a higher degree of love and happiness. I experience what is referred to here as calmness in mind and a deeper level of understanding of this concept of meekness. Now, as a result of being on the journey, I may create or reveal certain beliefs and assumptions. For example, I may believe that snowboarding is what's going to bring me into flow and lifting weights is what is going to bring me into flow. While that is true, I don't want to assume that if that, for whatever reason, is not there anymore, that I no longer have my flow. 
So when we're identifying limiting beliefs and we are looking to change our limiting beliefs, we have to remember, we don't need to do X and replace X with whatever you like to get Y. You don't need to snowboard to find flow. You don't need to do this to, do, to get that. You can do this to get that, and certainly it does bring me into flow because I experienced a high degree of flow when I was on the slopes before they closed down. But however, there's other things to bring me into flow. And those circumstances shall change. I'll be back on the slopes again. I know it with certainty. It's going to happen. But the primary of bringing forth flow, the primary of putting forth good experiences and resolution and understanding in my day-to-day -day business ventures with my own initiatives and that with my clients is facilitated by a feeling of naturalness, which I call flow. So I don't need to do anything to get in the flow rather than to apply one of my submodality concepts that I brought up in a few videos ago, which I talk about, which I'll put a link in the description, accessing states of mind. I could do it in my imagination. I can imagine myself being on the slope or my way is I can speak to myself in a way that brings me back into my ideal state of mind. So I did. I said, that's okay. Instead, I'm going to work out at home and it's going to bring me into flow. And I felt flow this morning and thus sharing this flow on this conversation with you. And yes, I could do something else, which I found exactly what to do with my time that was invested in snowboarding, which is going to further some of the other things that I was looking to learn and grow with. Some research, some understanding, and some work that also brings me into flow. So thus, I don't need to do X to get Y. I could do something else to get Y, or I could find it within, accessing the state of mind. Behavioral things or inner world things to get me back into my ideal state of mind. Now, as I'm sharing this with you, recognize a very important thing is that in those particular experiences, I'm creating my own beliefs, you could say, or I'm inspired by the beliefs of others. And as you reflect on this video, you would say, how could I take what he's sharing here based on his experience and find my own beliefs within and affirm it to be done? And you'll know it's done when those beliefs feel natural to you. Natural beliefs. Those are true beliefs when there's a naturalness to them. So you pick if you want to do X to get Y because you know what X is for you. So if the goal is the vision realized and also finding flow on the journey, then what brings you into flow? In your imagination, accessing a certain state of mind, or behavioral things that you do in the outer world that brings you into flow. And knowing that that is the meaning within, because really what is a belief or an assumption? It is the meaning between a cause and effect. If I do this, then I will have that. Well, some of the reflections that we want to ask ourselves if we find limiting beliefs in ourselves is, who did you learn this from? How do you know this is still true? Why was this assumed to be true? When did you learn this? What conditions are the assumptions based on? Now, these are stimulating questions we want to ask ourselves when we identify a limiting belief in ourselves. 
recognizing that we are not the belief, we are transcendent to the belief. Beliefs can be part of certain states of mind. And to access certain states of mind, we change our beliefs about the five sensory experience. And to also maintain certain states of mind, we recognize that there is subconscious aspects within ourselves that is revealed in the journey and thus through the revelation of how we relate to the five sensory experience both in thought and emotion we can identify the meaning which is we're saying there's one cause and one effect or many effects as a result of one cause we discover this cause and effect in relation to my example i gave earlier there was a moment where i could have said as a result of this effect or these experiences in the five sensory world, the cause is my flow is broken. But I caught it right there in the moment and said, well, what is inspiring for me is that as I transcend this, I bring forth new beliefs and I can share it with others. And these are the questions that I ask myself. Who did you learn this from? Because it could have been from somebody in the past or others in the past who may have taught you certain things which may have been true for them but might not be true for you or we might have interpreted what they said from a certain perspective and thus assumed it to be true from that perspective how do you still know it to be true is very interesting because on this journey you have become more realized this is a self-realization journey we are all on it so what may be true in the past might not be true now. Why was this assumed to be true? Because maybe the conditions were different in that past circumstance. What are the conditions now? And how can it be different? Again, what does this do? It helps us change from I can't and impossible to maybe, potential, possible, likelihood, and certainty. And as long as we create those openings in the mind using those words in relation to what we're experiencing, then we move down the journey of experiencing what we desire because we are allowing it to happen in our mind. The key is allowing. Much of what happens on bringing forth what we desire is happening unto and through us mostly via the subconscious mind. And what we do is we allow it to happen through the subconscious mind. We allow it. The powers within us, the abilities within us, we're connected to everything. This is all one. And we allow the power to be expressed through us and unto us by the words maybe, potential, possible, likelihood, or certainty. So we can use the Robert Dills model to help us with this. So here are some more stimulating questions as we run through the experience that I had. Parallel to the Robert Dills model. I know related to vision, I am, related to identity, I believe, related to values and beliefs, I have the ability to, related to capabilities, I see myself doing, related to behavior, and I experience, related to environment. So some of the questions you might want to ask yourself when you have a five sensory experience that appears to deny or break your flow or bring you out of your ideal state of mind is, what's the belief? What am I saying is true about this that may not be true? Where did I learn this from? How do you know it is still true? Why is this assumed to be true? Where did you learn this? What conditions are the assumptions based on? Which, by the way, is what we do in consulting. 
This is what we do. You can do this with yourself. You could practice this with others. And you can find that you'll find more empowering beliefs as a result of doing this, asking these questions. So when we say, I know, when we refer to these categories here, I know I am, I believe, I have the ability to, I see myself doing, I experience, we can ask the following related question. In relation to your vision, which is I know, is how is this related to my vision? So for me, if I go back to that example, it's related to my vision because what I do, part of what I do, a large part of what I do is I share this information through coaching, through consulting on these videos and the content because I love to share, I love to teach. So if I have an experience and I'm able to transcend that experience, then I could turn it into something like this video where I could share with you how I did it. And I could further expand upon these experiences, reference experience. That right there brings me into my ideal state of mind. That brings me back into flow. That releases me from the interpretation of the five sensory experience. And it brings forth new and accurate beliefs of how to interpret the five sensory experience and then affirm those beliefs as done, feel it as natural and move forward. How is this in relation to the vision of someone else? Because for me, I have a lot of joy sharing this. If I did not have and thus reflect on that experience, reassign the meaning to that experience, this video would not be how it is today, which is now for you to enjoy and benefit from. So when I ask myself these questions, immediately they bring forth insights and perspectives, connect to the infinite intelligence within, or you could do this with someone else. This is happening within. It is also helping us recognize that we are the interpreter and the creator of this experience. Because when we change these beliefs around, which were once we call limiting beliefs, saying the powers in the outer world, to empowering beliefs, so the powers in the inner world, we continue to have these kinds of experiences where if I look back at my life, maybe 15 years ago, and I had the same similar experience, I might have been out of flow or stuck in my head or out of my ideal state of mind for days, weeks, or even months. As a result of practicing, living this philosophy and sharing it, and practicing it more so each day, it's easier for me to get back into the ideal state of mind. So I am, which refers to the state of mind, or what you identify with. I am this, I am that. How can I see this to maintain my ideal state of mind? What is the interpretation? How is it in relation to the state of mind of someone else? In other words, how can I interpret this in a way that is natural and feels right and brings forth a degree of excitement to share it with someone else? Because as mentioned earlier, one of my favorite things to do is connect with different people and learn about their reality. The beautiful thing about this existence is we're all individual expressions of the same mind and each individual has diverse experiences and we can learn from them and we can understand. They share their beliefs and assumptions with us and we can integrate some of those beliefs and assumptions if they're in alignment with our vision. Or we could just understand the beliefs and assumptions and the diversity of beliefs and assumptions that exist and thus from there have a greater degree of connectedness and understanding of how and why this exists, that this is both one mind and individualized experience at the same time, thus bringing you into a higher degree of meekness and understanding one with not putting things on a pedestal, seeing things as one with. So even though we say the power is within, we're saying the power is within to bring everything into one with as a result of seeing ourselves one with, then we navigate this existence from a flow-based ideal state of mind perspective. So I believe 
what are the new thought beliefs? So where does new thought come from? When we look at the old new thought books, people had experiences and they saw reality from a different perspective that was maybe different than what a lot of people assumed to be true. They wrote about it. They shared the experiences and other people integrated those beliefs and their lives changed, as mentioned for me. Thinking Grow Rich played a huge role in my journey and James Allen contributed a lot to my experiences. And these ideas that they shared, their beliefs that they shared, are based on their experiences. And then the next question, how can I share them? And then we can go into, I have the ability to, which is related to capabilities. What skill can I develop? Again, that's an empowering. What skill can I develop? Because we like to develop skills. That's what we enjoy doing. That's one of the reasons why we go to school. That's one of the reasons why we become proficient in what Napoleon Hill refers to as specialized knowledge. Develop a skill, be it a teaching skill, snowboarding, sales, marketing, or whatever kind of skill. How can I turn this into a teachable skill? Now, you don't have to do that if you don't want to. I'm sharing with you my experiences. This is what I like to do. When I learn a skill, as in here's this five sensory experience that I had, here's how I felt in the moment, here's what I did about it, here's how I felt after doing that, now I want to share it. So that brought me into flow in that moment as well. And by the way, after a period of time, all of this will become unconscious competence and you'll just find yourself automatically awakening a response from within that will be ideal because it was an integration of all these beliefs that facilitated that ideal response to that five sensory experience. I see myself doing. What behaviors are ideal and facilitate for myself and others? So I might find some certain behaviors, a step-by-step -step process. Instead of identifying with the information and dwelling in it, I said, let me take a 20-minute meditation. I didn't end up doing that, but that could have been the process. And thus, I'll share it with others. I'll say, if you encounter a situation where you feel reactive, pause for a moment, do a 20-minute meditation, center yourself, and then ask these questions. Same is to be said about environments. So we're the ones assigning meaning to environments, but at the same time, there are environments that bring forth our true self for whatever the reason may be. We don't have to go and change all our beliefs and assumptions around. We just want to feel more empowered, maintain our ideal state of mind on the journey to bringing forth what we desire. So certain environments do that for me. That's why I picked being up here. That's why I picked an environment where I can be around nature. That does it for me. That may not be the case for you. I want to know what these environments are, and I want to honor these environments by being in those environments, as well as if the environment that I go in, for example, this was the environment that I chose, has now changed, as in they closed the ski slopes and they closed the gyms. Does that mean now that I've got to hate this environment or feel disempowered by it? Absolutely not. I could if I want to, but instead I want to enjoy the other benefits of being in this environment, being around nature, being around people that I enjoy, being in an environment where it's very open and spacious. I'm going to enjoy those elements. And then the ski hills, the snowboarding hills, they're going to open up. The gyms are going to open up. But for now, I've got things to do in between. So that's the environment didn't break my flow. I changed how I relate to the environment. And you have the power to do this by changing your assumptions and beliefs within, facilitated by these questions. And then, as mentioned, one of the things I like to do, which brings me into flow, which, by the way, I brought this up in my last video, 
is I'm noticing that more and more people are finding flow in doing this. And that is through sharing their experience. By sharing it with others, it brings them into flow. It adds meaning to their life. And if this is the case, then perhaps it's something that is embedded in us, all of us, inherently as part of the true self. I believe it to be true. Because if we're all individual expressions of the same mind, then we do unto others as we wish done unto ourselves. So one of the questions I ask is, how can I help others find environments that bring flow, bring forth flow, bring them into an ideal state of mind? Either finding those environments, creating those environments, or helping them reinterpret the environments in a way that facilitates it. So I trust that you found this discussion to be very useful, beneficial. The goal, as mentioned, was to discuss further ways of maintaining the naturalness of the feeling of the wish fulfilled, as Neville Goddard puts it, which is maintaining the ideal state of mind in the eternal now. Because all of this exists now. There's always and only the now. And it's states of mind that help us interpret the now. Thus, bringing forth what we desire from a place of flow. And you can bring forth what you desire from any way you want. The choice is yours. And for me, what I enjoy is a feeling of naturalness. One with because it is in this one with state that we understand who we really are more and more so each day. You've been listening to Insights and Perspectives, discussing books and topics on entrepreneurship and personal development. These audios are extracts from my YouTube videos. You can download a copy of my mind map or check out my other videos by going over to josephrodriguez.com.